Welcome back to another MicroConf Refresh episode. I'm your host, Rob Walling, and this is where we look back at some of the best talks from the past 11 years of MicroConf. Today, we're going to be hearing from Jane Portman about automating your customer success touch points with no code. In this talk, Jane reviews a variety of no-code automation recipes you can implement as your users move from leads to trials to customers and beyond. And you can watch the full video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash microconf if you want to see the visuals and see Jane's smiling face. But two quick announcements before we dive into her talk. The first is microconf remote tickets are now on sale. And this remote is going to be amazing. We're talking about money. So there's pricing and there's investing for founders. I believe we have one on sales, really some really interesting talks. And we have this amazing new 3D walkthrough software that allows you to basically feel like you're immersed in the venue. It's super cool. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it for the hallway track. It's, it's going to be neat. But I'd like to announce that we are using purchasing power parity where the price per ticket is not going to be the same around the world. So as part of this money-focused conference, we're trying out location-based pricing to help make the event even more accessible to anyone regardless of their currency's purchasing power. If you're interested in MicroConf Remote, it's going to be awesome. MicroConf.com slash remote and keep an eye out for discount codes in the header based on your location. Last announcement before we dive into Jane's talk, MicroConf local UK is going to be in London here in just a few weeks. We've actually had a change of venue. We're going to be in a brand new space at Convene, which is at 22 Bishopgate. It's May 18th and tickets are on sale now. Microconf.com slash local dash London. I will be there myself in person and I hope to connect with you. And with that, let's dive into Jane Portman's talk about automating your customer success touch points with no code. Let's dive into our first talk of day three. Um, I'm going to welcome in a minute Jane Portman to the virtual stage. Jane is the co-founder of UserList, and she's going to be talking about automating your customer success touch points with no code. Jane is the host of two podcasts, including the UI Breakfast podcast, which crossed 2 million downloads recently. She's the mother of three kids. She has a tattoo on her wrist, which says BDTP for better done than perfect. And I guess Jane and I both have, uh, you know, something that, that's meaningful to us on our wrist. Um, today, you know, here's a little summary of her talk. She says, nobody has ever, ever has time to do customer success unless you have a team member. And especially if you're a solo founder, automation can help do the heavy lifting. Jane shares customer success automation recipes from easy to advanced. And these come from firsthand experience. So Jane Portman, welcome to the MicroConf stage. Hi, Rob. Hello. Excited to be here. Where is this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's the EDTP. That's awesome. Twinsies. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm going to head backstage and I'm just going to let you take it from here. You can dive right in. Awesome. Awesome. So customer success for SaaS is something that uh, everybody says we should do. Everybody knows for sure we should do. It's like eat less, exercise, and you'll be fit. In the same way, all SaaS founders should be doing customer success. But unfortunately, it's a never-ending battle, really. Um, you never have time. You always have priorities, uh, other priorities. And uh, this uh, yells problems. You can't yet afford a dedicated team member. You don't have time to do it proactively. Yeah, sure, you have time to go through your support inbox. Maybe you even have a special team member to do that. But there is no system for proactively finding those touch points for your customers. As a result, you're probably doing nothing at all. 
and that results in poor adoption and high churn. There is so much money on the table, and hopefully in this talk, we can help you use some of those easy opportunities in, in the form of set and forget, which is customer success automation. And no code as the theme for this conference is absolutely sort of an equivalent to that because no code is the glue that holds all your customer success tools together that uh, passes over information from your uh, CRM to your messaging tools, to your survey tools, to everything, to your team Slack. And today we're gonna dive into some of those opportunities. Firsthand, I'd love to dive into the anatomy of um, customer success automation. First, you need to identify the touch point to figure out that best moment to get in touch with your customers. Then goes the glue, um, Zapier or similar, and then the action is uh, what you're going to do, how you're going to get in touch with your customer. The glue that holds it together can be Zapier, of course, is the most popular um, no-code um, automation system on the web, can be Integromat, which uh, so we know can be a little bit more advanced than Zapier. It can be your CRM with some native integrations or a combination of CRM and Zapier. It also can be native integration between tools directly, but we're not really caring about tools per se. We'd love to establish the framework. And to decompose the action, um, it can mean different things. It can be an email sent to your customer when something happens. It can be an in-app notification inside your product. It can be message through any other channels, SMS, push, etc. It can be a survey tool that pops up a survey inside your product. Or it can be a nudge to your customer success team to do something manually to talk to your customers. And as you see in these schemes, there will be red, there will be black areas, which mean something happening. There will be gray areas, which mean the automation glue or the condition. There will be little red areas like here, which mean the actual manual work that you have to do. And you will see that most of these little graphs today will be primarily not red. And those little red things are the manual thing, manual involvement that um, really is the top of the iceberg that you can do manually um, to uh, keep the relationship personal while the automation does the heavy lifting for you. And all these opportunities, those customer success touch points will come into your Slack inbox or into your customer support inbox. And this way you will have to do this reactively, not proactively. So let's start with some of those recipes. And uh, let's start with the easy ones. First opportunity that is always on the table is to nurture and greet new demos. And what typically happens is a new demo arrives in your calendar tools, such as Calendly or Sevacal or whatever scheduling system you use. And then you just wait and do nothing until the call. And the best, and there is lost opportunity right there because the traction is really pretty high when the user is interested in a demo. So there are two things that can happen when a new demo appears. One is you can, or you absolutely should, in fact, send that lead to your CRM or your email automation tool, and then nurture this lead with email automation. Um, tell them how they can prepare for the demo and maybe tell them more about the product. And this way you can spend less time during the call 
going over the basics. Another thing you can do is to send information about the demo to your support inbox so that the customer success agent uh, can greet them manually. Why is it better to send to inbox directly? Because your inbox is sort of a to-do list for your customer support agent. And even if they don't do any proactive work, the email is just landing there and uh, they have no other way but to deal with it. Uh, they also can simply respond to this email and uh, this will just minimize the steps they have to take. And everybody likes to have a personal check-in after they booked a demo with you. Another automation is based on Zapier lead score and not everybody knows about that, but this is an automated uh, lead scoring system which is built right into Zapier and provided by them. They help you identify high value leads and customers. And the way it works, um, I'm going to show you on the next slide. Any new lead or, or new customer comes into your CRM, you can run them through that Zapier lead scoring system. And if the lead score exceeds a certain value, you can then notify the customer success team, either via Slack or again through the customer success, um, customer support inbox, so that they can manually reach out to the most promising accounts. So. You probably, if somebody uh, registers from a microconf, Microsoft uh, email address, um, you probably want to know about this. And um, this way, you can spot promising leads right away. Another one is reactivating canceled accounts, pretty much on the table. When a new cancellation happens, you can um, send the information to support inbox so that they can so that you can drop them a personal email once again, or you can alternatively or simultaneously send this information to your email automation CRM. And um, first you can automate this uh, initial question, like why you canceled. And then after two or three months, you can send them a magical reactivation email. And this recipe belongs to Corey Hines. Um, what he does, he, sent, he says that this email has the highest response rate. After a few months that a trial has expired, uh, they, he, they send an email to them, them saying, name one biggest reason why, um, why you failed to sign up for our tool. And it's typically the objections that are very, very easy to combat and um, this way, uh, you can very easily recover uh, canceled trials with very little effort. And what's best, this kind of reactivation email is um, sent automatically. So all you have to do is see this objection in your inbox and respond to it. Webinars. There is so much you can do there. And um, the typical webinar software uh, uses reminders and, uh, po uh, and post webinar emails to send some information, but you should definitely go beyond that. First, you should send those leads to, C to your CRM and then just treat them as your regular leads. Um, the good tip there is to do that after webinar ends. For example, um, we use Livestorm for our webinars and they have different types of um, triggers. And the best way is to send those leads to your email automation tool right after the event ends, not, not when they register. So that when by the time they start receiving emails from you, they already know what's going on. 
And once again, you can apply the Zapier lead score trick and uh, send reminders um, to Slack uh, when there is a promising uh, lead among those webinar registrations so that like, you can again greet them and nurture them manually. Pre-recorded demos are sort of a subset of webinars and you can use the same webinar software uh, to implement them. They're great because they can help you save time uh, they can help you capture more leads, and they're great for capturing those introverted customers who are never going to get on a demo. We've done, uh, we've implemented this a few months ago, and uh, never really looked back. It has reduced the number of demos in our calendar. Agreeably, that can be a good thing or a bad thing, but. Uh, ultimately, it's a great time saver, uh, but we ended up doing our own implementation using the um, email automation tool. Uh, when a new demo signs up, you can send the lead to Serum, use this uh, regular autoresponder to deliver the demo video. Then you can nurture them with email automation. And it, once again, if the Zapier lead score is great, you can send a reminder to Slack to investigate manually. We find that um, on this screen that manual implementation using a single uh, single form field uh, helps to reduce the friction and improve conversions. Previously, we used to do this pre-recorded demos with uh, LiveStorm, which also worked great, but they have a number of fields you have to fill out on a separate screen, and we just think that kind of funnel uh, really doesn't help conversions. Um, let's move to the advanced part. And this includes uh, certain developer work to integrate your customer data. Uh, but then you can use that to do a ton of other no-code things. So the way this works is you send behavior data um, through an API or some other way to your uh, CRM, like UserList. Uh, then you can segment users based on that behavior data. And then when users join a certain segment, you can do a variety of different things. And segmentation is always at the core of all the automation we run. Um, I'd like to introduce you to overall general graph that's applicable to all SaaS companies that run on a free trial model. And you can see that each segment typically has their own um, goal for example, for the trialing users, your goal is to activate them with basic onboarding. Uh, when they join paying customers, your goal is to focus on customer success and promote advanced features. When they join the segment advanced users, your goal is to nurture them with customer loyalty campaigns. With expired trials, your goal to, is to reactivate them. And you just link those segments with your campaigns or whatever other automation you do. You can also do this manually if you want, but really our goal is to reduce the workload. Same picture for the freemium model. Uh, the goal for free users is to activate them. And then once they are activated, you just put them into uh, ever running um, upgrade campaign until they convert to paid. And then goes the same customer loyalty and advanced features. First, the anatomy of a classic user onboarding campaign um, looks like this. It's super simple, and we found that behavior-based doesn't necessarily have to mean uh, if user does something, you send them something. It's actually if they don't do 
a certain thing, then you offer them help for it. For example, the first couple emails you would send to um, everybody. And then if they're not using feature A, for example, you can offer them help for A. You can offer them a specific call, for example. Or if they're, and then if they're not using feature B, you can offer them help for feature B. This is really as easy and it keeps the irrelevant emails to the minimum. Then come the customer loyalty campaigns. And the special sauce with the customer loyalty campaign is that nobody does them, um, nobody does them well and very few people uh, really care about it. Maybe that's because SaaS founders always have um, other things to worry about. Probably so, but and it's also not clear what the ROI is, but really building customer loyalty with existing customers is one of the simplest tasks, and it has great ROI in terms of turning them into fans. And I'd like to um, bring up this principle uh, by Gary Vaynerchuk in one of his old books called uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And the idea behind this is that you should balance um, what you ask and what you give in your emails. Of course, you should be striving for um, for giving something, and you all. But you should definitely balance that information with um, asking for stuff. Because when you ask for something, uh, people also increase their commitment. Um, there are some things you can give. For example, different types of calls training resources, events, terms, deals, discounts, gifts, or swag, whatever. And uh, you can ask for feedback in form of service or just, just simple, plain, uh, tell me and respond. You can ask for referrals uh, and you can ask for testimonials. So your idea is to build a single customer loyalty campaign that once in a blue moon would target your best active customers with this kind of requests. I'd like to decompose a couple of those recipes, um, which are particularly helpful. Uh, one is automating your swag. Uh, and um, I, just, I just had a talk with somebody um, from uh, Sparkloop, learning that they uh, have uh, their printful integration. So they went farther than this. Uh, but for a mere mortal, uh, swag uh, automation looks like when a user joins segment, um, meaning they meet a certain condition, you can send them an email offering swag, and then you can use one of the two ways, depending on your setup. First, you can order, uh, suggest them to make an order using a 100% discount. Unfortunately, sometimes, for example, we use Cotton Club and they still ask for a card, even with a 100% discount with shipping. So we can't really, ask our customers for a card, even if it's a zero balance. So we developed another process. We ask them to fill out a form with their details, such as size and shipping address. And then uh, our customer success manager fulfills the order as they come in. So you can choose any of these, but this really automates the entire flow except for the fulfillment. And even that can be automated. And another thing is to automate service, which is amazing because it helps you keep them always relevant. You don't have to initiate them manually and you can act on the results. Well, this is, of course, advanced stuff because really it is not very easy to um, send your results back to Serum. But if you can, that'd be a great, uh, that'd be a great type of automation. 
So the flow here is uh, for the user to join a certain segment once again. Uh, then you can either email them a link to your survey tool or show them a survey inside the product. For example, one of the tools um, is Refiner. Then the user fills out the survey and then you can send results back to your CRM. Then depending on the survey results, you can, again, in the automated fashion, ask promoters, um, the, the best customers for testimonials or referrals. Or, and then you can send yourself a notification to investigate and get in touch with the high-risk accounts. Closing up on today's talk, if you can just find one recipe and go home implement that, that's already going to be a win because we're all busy and we know. But still, uh, just setting this up once will liberate you and um, it will bring you ROI for months and years to come and maybe you can get into uh, taste and keep doing it. And don't think that others have figured it out. Uh, seriously, uh, you're not alone. And even big companies very often are not very um, advanced in their email automation, and maybe mm, it's going to be one of your strong sides. Over time, we invite you to build your assets, uh, which, which is exactly what you'll be promoting in your communication. If you build great assets, um, you can then mix and match them uh, using different channels, different automations. Uh, and this can be docs, videos, different types of calls, whatever you can do, really. You can build that with time and make it work. And uh, we invite you to check out some founder stories and expert stories at our podcast called uh, Better Done Than Perfect. Um, season three is about customer success. And uh, if you ever feel like joining UserList, uh, then you're qualified uh, as a bootstrapper for $500 credit. Just uh, start a free trial and let us know at support email address. That's it on my side. And uh, let's welcome some questions. Thanks so much, Jane. Man, I, I wish I had seen this talk back in the day when I was schlepping shirts in my garage in Fresno, <laughs> drip shirts, and packing them up. And my kids were too young to do it at the time. And I was put, stuffing them in an envelope and printing out labels on stamps.com when our, a customer, I forget, it was like when a customer got X number of conversions or a number of subscribers <laughs> or something. So that was great. Um, some questions are coming in. And if you're watching this and you have questions, feel free to uh, submit them in the Gather Town chat. First question for you, Jane, is, what about customer data platforms like Segment? How do they play into all of this? I'm glad that you asked because this is kind of the uh, like advanced level to the advanced level to a certain extent. Um, customer data platforms centralize your customer data so that you can plug and play different tools. And uh, the most popular one is uh, Segment. Uh, then there is a newly added competitor called Rudderstack. They're slightly more friendly on, on pricing, but I think they're largely following the same principles. And some of our customers really swear by those systems because this allows you to try and test different tools without really having to integrate every time. So this really you know, levels up your no-code game, if you say so. Yep, excellent. Uh, next question, is a CRM the same as your email marketing tool or how do you pick one? Oh, <laughs> um, CRM 
can mean different things for different people. And there is always misunderstanding in the market. Uh, for example, a sales CRM such as close or pipe drive means you are manually organizing leads, doing some automated follow-up, but mostly like manually moving them through the pipeline. On the other hand, uh, a lot of modern automation tools are starting to call them sam- themselves CRM because they well, that's what you have there. Drip, you know, these days is a e-commerce CRM. I think MailChimp is calling themselves a CRM. Basically, your email database that you can enrich with different behavior information is considered a CRM. So um, can be as easy or as advanced as you want. HubSpot is a famous one, albeit uh, not maybe a fantastic choice for <laughs> SaaS founders. Userless can be called a CRM technically, and we can go uh, as far as even uh, managing accounts instead of single users. Um, really, any email automation tool can be a CRM, but doesn't doesn't have to be. Yeah, I agree with you. That that line has blurred, and I think if you think of a CRM as your customer, all of your customer data, the source of truth, then that is pretty easy to make the case that you know a, a, a drip or a user list or Mailchimp could be that. I think if you have a really heavy sales process and you think of CRM as sales automation software, which is what some people how some people define it, which I think it should then just be called something different. But if if that is what you think of CRM, then I you know there are, like you said there are tools HubSpot, PipeDrive, Close.com. So it just kind of depends on if you're a, like a marketing heavy or a sales heavy uh, company, I think. Yeah. The phrase you mentioned, the source of truth, it's a special pain point because for a lot of SaaS businesses, it's your own admin dashboard and then you just don't trust anything else. And then it can be Stripe and, uh, we, we know why CRM, email CRMs are not a source of truth because they typically just have a pile of email addresses instead of actual accounts. And that just makes it hard to understand what it is. Yeah. Very nice. Let me check uh, to see if there are any other questions. I actually have a question. I think we have we have like one minute before we wrap. So you're, you said um, pr- the Printful integration um, or, or Printful works with the integration, but you use a company that that doesn't have you considered switching or or i guess your company you said ask for credit card up front even when you have zero dollar which seems odd but (laughs) are you able to switch or what's the hang up there yeah we investigated the opportunities um about a year ago when we were producing the shirts and uh, unfortunately all those uh print on demand services they still demand you to have your own mini e-commerce store um, so there is no like direct way to print a shirt using Zapier. Unfortunately, mm, there's yep. there's definitely an open opportunity there, maybe even sold by now. Uh, so we went with Cotton Club and we prepaid a certain number of promo codes, 100% promo codes, but they were still the way it works. They still ask for a credit card with a zero dollar bill, right. which we don't want to put our customers through that Feels or friends. That's yeah. not nice. So we just, and then we had a certain period when we didn't have the form and we just asked for details via email. We just, oh my God, they forgot the email, like their phone number again. And then over and over. Uh, so we ended up with the form. Yep. Very good. And I myself have filled out that form and received the t-shirt. I wish I had it here in the room, but it's uh, in the closet. It's a really nice one. Yeah. Good, good, good choice. So with that, thank you so much for, uh, for chatting with us today and enlightening us on customer success. If folks want to keep up with you, you're at userlist.com. And what's your, tw- I didn't look up your Twitter handle. Uh, UI Breakfast, that UI is. UI Breakfast. Excellent. Oh. Thanks, Jane. 
Thank you, Rob. Thanks again for joining me today. Another reminder that MicroConf Remote tickets are on sale, microconfremote.com and MicroConf Local UK tickets are being sold for our local event in London. That's microconf.com slash local dash London. I hope to see you at one or both of those events.